This is the No Switch Fitness Podcast. We want to help guide your journey into developing your best physique. With your host, Luke Miller. All right, guys, welcome back to the No Switch Fitness Podcast. And this week, we'll be doing an episode of Applied Resistance. This is Olivia's um, series on the podcast. Olivia, if you're ready to kind of kick it off, like how's everything with you? And um, let's kind of jump into the topic after that. Yeah, everything's been really good. Uh, starting to embrace what it means to grow. It was easy when it was like food's going up, but weight is not. So I'm feeling pretty good. And now I'm kind of at that point where I'm seeing body composition change pretty consistently. But on top of that, seeing strength go up. So that's been really exciting to feel like, okay, this is what it means to be an off season. And this is how we're going to push for progress that I haven't seen in the past. Yeah. And, and have you found that shift of focus from physique visuals to, to performance in the gym a little bit tougher or has it been a little bit of an easier transition? It's definitely been challenging. Um, I think, you know, I communicated to you the other day that I was struggling and I think that was really helpful because in the past I haven't, I've just felt like I need to just suck it up. And, and I think just realizing that it is also valuable for you to know where I'm at mentally um, and just putting it out there also. And even sharing it for me, sharing it on social media was helpful because I got a lot of feedback from people saying, thank you. Like I'm in the same place. And it just felt like there was camaraderie around it. And for me, that created value around growing. That was more than just, I need to grow for me. It was, oh, it can be helpful for other people to understand that they're not alone in their challenges around growing. Yes, for sure. And I think that's kind of a perfect little streamline. The topic we're going to be talking today is like that role of a coach and like being that communicator um, and, and playing those different roles throughout the process as like an objective decision maker um, in, in the goal of choosing a coach. Like how do we choose a coach? What do we look for in a coach? There's a lot in the industry. Um, and we're just going to kind of walk to that today. So uh, if you kind of want to lay the framework of like the individual that's looking for a coach and mapping that out and then kind of go into some things to consider through that. Yeah. So all of us now, I think, get into bodybuilding through social media. We follow people we admire. And a lot of times people admire for many of us, people who have this like crazy genetic potential. And sometimes we'll just choose a coach based on, oh, this athlete has a body that I like. They work with this coach. That's good enough for me. That's what I did for my first two coaches. And I'm glad that I learned the hard way because I think I learned a lot through that. But I think that there's a better process if you're really wanting to excel as an athlete. And there's a lot to consider because it's not just about, you know, go on an eight week challenge to lose weight. You know, it's not just like joining a first form program and <laughs> dropping as much weight as you can. You know, it's like to think about everything that goes into this. I mean, if you're committing to being a competitor, your whole life is about to be restructured and your health is on the line as well. So I think that it's really important that you prioritize what you need over just popularity of a coach and maybe even price of a coach. Yeah. And I think that 
one of the big things to kind of like as we transition this to this is like seeing how coaches interact with their clientele um like what kind of role do they take with their clientele and i'm a big believer that communication and attention to detail are the two keys that make any coach to client relationship uh, successful. And I'm a really big believer that that's a two-way street. So there should be expectations on both ends for both coach and for both client um, in order to manifest that together. Um, and then being able to communicate to that person in the language that they need is, is the role of a coach. And I think that we can clearly see that just in the way that uh, people act around their coach and talk about their coach and things along those lines. Um, but I think it's easy to kind of fall into some traps. So like, if you want to map some of that out for, for us, as far as like some of the traps we end up leading people down paths that are just really bad situations, especially like some of the consults I've seen in the last three, four weeks, it's really, really bad coaching situations. So let's kind of like put out some warning signs and then kind of go through like the positives within coaching. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, we go to social media, a lot of us for, looking for coaches and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's understanding that social media presents a small piece of the picture. So if you find a coach who's popular, that doesn't necessarily mean of course that they're an effective coach. And I think it's important to look at what is the content that they're putting out. You know, a lot of coaches will, um, run in like a team setting where it's a, like an umbrella. So there's like one coach and they have a bunch of coaches working under them. So you might see that coach and you might not be working directly with that coach. So that's something to keep in mind that if it is a team setting and you're wanting to work with this particular person that you understand if there's some kind of like hierarchy within their, their coaching system. And Sometimes coaches will pump out a ton of athletes through the year. You'll see like a lot of content on their social media, but I think it's important to note the athletes that you're seeing, are you seeing them for an extended period of time? Because sometimes it'll be a season, you know, you'll see this progress really well for a season. They achieve this crazy condition. And then after their show, like you never see them again. And some people do one show and they're done. But I think that sometimes there's this, this aspect where coaches will run people into the ground and then that person does not come back or they come to you, right? And they're like, hey, my hormones are all messed up now. What do I do? And then you're in the hormone repair process with them. Um, but I think it's really important to kind of look at the longevity of the athletes that that coach is presenting. Yeah, and I think fostering that with not only the content that a coach will put out, but with the communication that you'll have with these athletes you'll see that represented in their athletes themselves. Like not only are they making progress over the long-term years and years to come, but they'll stay within the bodybuilding process. You'll see them talking about the longevity piece within like things that they put out. And I think that that's like an important part of the communication, right? Because um, when we consider what we do with athletes, as far as like the health side, there's a lot of management that goes into the health side. And we need to be aware that like, on an acute setting, a lot of drugs create a lot of result, right? And the problem is with that is we see that acute change, like that eight-week change, that 12-week change, even that 16-week change. Um, and then we don't look or have the vision to see, is this person able to keep going? Like, are they able to one, two, three years down the road, continue to improve their physique 
Um, or did that 16 week change run them so far down into a health trap that it's like, now they have to fix things for two years just to be able to make it back. And then they most of the time never even make it back. Right. Because the health consequences that they had just within that time frame were too great to, to really kind of make that journey back to the stage. So I think that's really important is to kind of understand that communication and like what to look for when we come to that as far as like consistent athlete representation. Do we talk about like the process as like not just this acute contest prep process, but the development of an athlete across the long term um, and what that looks like for them. And I think that uh, possibly even looking at talking to people's athletes. So like the people that are under them um, is a good way to kind of communicate, you know, what that process looks like when we talk about like, vetting coaches and things like that because you know we can put out content and it's great and i love it because it is starting to make a change like as far as the content we're putting out with where we see coaches going and managing their athletes but um what a coach talks about sometimes and what a coach actually does may may be two different things um i know for like ourselves and a lot of the people that are within our coaching circles um that's not the case and we were you know really trying to find that better way of coaching um, but I just, I see it a lot, man. It's like people that say they care and then the check-in response that they get when they come to me, they're telling me that it's seven day check-in responses. It's like, how can you go seven days without responding to an athlete? It's like, I just, I just don't understand that. And so I think that that's something to look for when we talk about, you know, looking at coaches and their reputation in the industry and how are they handling their athletes and things like that. Um, and then that kind of transitions into actually interacting with the coach, don't you think? Yeah. And so one thing I did going back for a sec to like, I think the vetting a coach is really important to touch on is like, you are paying a coach. Yes. You, if they're like a high standing coach, like, yeah, you need to like earn your right to be on their team. You're representing them as well. So they have to take that into consideration. You need to present your case to them sometimes. and like, okay, here's what I'm committed to as an athlete, but also knowing you're paying them. And you need to make sure that they're in, like, you need to ask questions when you're going into things. Like when I was looking for a coach, I talked to athletes under different coaches and I asked things like, what is the response time? And what you'll find is some people will say it's like a week, but they've never worked with another coach. They don't really know that that is not good. (laughs) And sometimes you'll hear like, yeah, I got, it was so great. I got my peak week plan, like three weeks before peak week. I'm like, how like that but those are things that you have to keep in mind and i think it's important to ask that in and asking the athlete and the coach so you can kind of compare and see okay what is the coach saying what are the athletes actually seeing on their end and then what are my expectations and then when you go in to a consult with that coach kind of knowing what you're going to be asking like response time is definitely important and also what is the consult process like with that coach you know if you're reaching out to a coach and you don't hear back from them for a week regarding a console i think that that's a telling sign that they might be overloaded with clients and that's something you might need to consider as well yeah and i think that you know when we walk through like the questions to ask a coach upon intake i mean i do agree like sometimes you have to present your case like where are you at? What are you willing to do? Like, what are you wanting to do as like an overarching goal? Cause that will tell the coach kind of where we're at. But I know like when I run my consult process, like the big things that I lay out is like the expectation of communication within both people, 
because if they're able to communicate to me throughout the system that we set up, then it allows me to do my job in making sure that every detail is taken care of and that we're addressing everything within the check-in process and creating systems of communication for when things outside the check-in process needs to be communicated and discussed about as well. Um, and I think that that should be one of the biggest things discussed is like communication styles, expectations to response times. When are you supposed to check in? How do you check in? Is there tracking associated with the check-in? And that's like a lot of the stuff that like I'm trying to go through with people is, is setting up that system because that system that a coach runs is really important for you to get the most out of the coaching experience. And if these coaches, you have to realize like you're not the only client that they work with. They should care about you, not almost like they are the only per client that you're, they're working with, right? And there should be a system that allows them to do that. And that's kind of like where my system kind of came up from is like creating these systems of tracking that allow me to see trend lines over time, data for them to communicate things, open-ended sections for them to verbally communicate um, or through written word, communicate what they need, or even if they need to send a voice note, like sending that voice note attached to the check-in, right? If they're a verbal communicator, and that's some of the things that I really try to communicate when it comes to discussing how I run my coaching process is like the attention to detail, the tracking systems, how are you communicating with me? And then how am I communicating back to you so that that standard is set? Because once that standard is set, it should be relatively consistent across the entire coaching process. I think that's such a good point. And I think it is important to say it needs to be a balance between response time and attention to detail, because I talked to someone recently who told me, yeah, they, they literally text me back within like seven minutes. And I'm like, of you submitting your check-in. So like, have they had time to look at your pictures this week compared to last week? And like, if there's not a form that you're filling out, like what data evaluating to make your changes for the week. And I think that's so important to say like, okay, also, what does this process look like? Cause I've had a coach who was super quick, super fast at responding, but I had no check-in form. I had no document to fill out. So I didn't really know what I was even supposed to be sharing each week. I'm like, I'm guessing pictures and weights based on my previous experience with a coach. But if I submit like how much water I drink one week and then not the next, they don't really say anything about my water. So maybe that's not really important. And I think that it's in the end, like that is the coach's responsibility to let you know what is important to be tracking. And the client, you as the client should not be having to guess what's important to share. Agreed. And I think that like that is set up with the way that you track a client, like that should be set up within the forms. Um, but also too, like, just to be honest, like holding the, the client should hold themselves accountable too for submitting that information, right? Like what is the most impactful information and submitting that on a consistent basis week after week, right? And that's kind of where we see like coach client relationships start to flourish. It's like every time I get your check-in, I know exactly where to look for training information. I know exactly where to look for like psychological, personal information. I know exactly where to look for the data. It's the same every fucking week. And it's fantastic because I'm able to look through the check-ins alongside the pictures and then take that screencast video and walk you through what I think is going on and then lay out a plan for the next week. And that's kind of where like that system allows me to be completely involved in your process the entire time. 
and it's it's really really important and really cool and then on a point that you made is like when things need to be discussed the client being open and communicative enough to reach out to the coach to, to discuss those things is really important too so um and then i kind of as you go through that like it's it's typically common to ask questions about you know approaches to training or nutrition or peds like how do they handle that um and i think that that's really important to ask as well definitely i think that you know on the initial console it's important to kind of go over expectations with peds specifically um that's been a big topic that's come up lately but i do think it's important to kind of discuss from the beginning and kind of know What's the approach around that? You know, are we looking at labs at the beginning of the coaching process? You know, if that's not addressed right from the start, I think that that's a red flag, you know, and if you expect them to be uh, attentive to your health down the line, then you better see that initially in the process. And there shouldn't be really a discussion around incorporating drugs until there's a lot of discussion around what does nutrition look like? What does training look like? What are labs looking like? What are your long-term goals? It's not just like, okay, three weeks in, we're adding this, you know, or here's your PED plan from week one. It's like, we need to really be working this out from the beginning. And as a client, you definitely have a responsibility knowing that it's your health and that this industry is not super monitored and what's allowed. I mean, really, it's all just kind of under the table. So you need to know that going into it, that you need to have some kind of awareness of your own health and what risks, yes, risks you're willing to take. Yeah, and I think it, you know, some context, like if you want to open about like sharing, like some of the stuff that we found kind of in that early stages, right, of like pulling that lab work and, and optimizing your process, I think that would be valuable for them um, as we kind of start to create that, ideal process of a collaborative mutually beneficial relationship for for coach to client yeah so for myself you know i the first coach i worked with i didn't i wasn't on any peds at all and then the second one um which was like a year later i did get on pretty quickly and it just seemed like part of the sport and i didn't really ask questions and i didn't really i honestly wasn't super focus on progressive overload. And I kind of learned the hard way that I wish I had looked into all this stuff before, before I got on anything, I wish I knew. And, you know, that's okay, because it gives me an opportunity now to kind of warn against this and, and share how important it is to understand your own health and the implications of these things and starting them maybe too early when you could have gotten more out of just optimizing training to begin with. Um, and now, you know, coming out of I was like five weeks out of prep. We, we looked at hormones again and it was like coming out of prep. You want to get off everything, clear everything out and then kind of see where things at. Yeah. We're in a growing phase, but that doesn't necessarily mean, all right, we're going to throw you back on all this crap. It's like, let's see where health is and get that in a good place. So what you and I have done in this off season is looking at hormones and saying like things are downregulated now. And as far as I know, Things have been downregulated since the end of my last prep. Um, all my lab work has kind of reflected that. So that's okay. That's probably to be expected with how I spent my last off season, not really growing a whole lot or getting food back at a good level. But what I've loved is we haven't had to get back on. We've implemented HRT based on the lab work. And it's amazing 
how good I feel just from that. And just knowing, okay, I'm not having to worry right now about, okay, what am I taking? What is it doing? We need to check labs and make sure my organs aren't failing. <laughs> but it's like, all right, in theory, you know, I'm supporting my health right now. And that alone, your body can do a lot if it's supported, supported in a way where it's just in normal range. But a lot of us have run ourselves into the ground. We're no longer in a normal range. So I love that our approach to PEDs now or HRT is just getting hormones back at a normal level so my body can grow naturally per se. Yeah. And then looking at PED implementation from there, right? And like, how do we, we can't, we can't, we shouldn't, I should say, we shouldn't be looking at PED implementation super physiologically until we can create homeostasis on the, the front end, right? So that's kind of where like we see optimized health markers in order to be able to go into that super physiological state and probably the best state to manage health throughout the super physiological state. And that's kind of where I see the most progress happen because you're taking a long training progress in the gym right now that I haven't seen from you in like super physiological or not, right? right. It's like super productive time period. And I think that that's important to like, make sure that, you know, and you can speak to this, like your goal is aligning with what the coach sees to you and like allowing them to challenge you and have that open discussion. And if you have issues talking to your coach, cause like, I think that that's been so integral with not only you, but a lot of my clients recently is like that hard conversation. Like this is where you're at and this is where we need to be in order to get you where you want to go. Yeah, I think that if you don't, if your coach doesn't ever contradict you, I think that that's something to keep in mind and not necessarily that you have to be at odds, but I've had a coach before where I asked, hey, you know, we're going to go into prep at some point. So I know I'll probably need to be taking things during that. So what should I order? And it's kind of like, well, we can do this or this or it really, it was just like a laundry list of like things we could do. And I was like, okay, so like, what about this versus this? Well, those are like pretty similar. So, and I was just, it was like, I could just shop for what I wanted. And it made me like nauseous to think, oh, well, this is the to which we're approaching my plan about my health on the other end of this. And like, I'm asking you because you know, at the time, now I'm informed, done the research, but at that time, I, and a lot of clients are not going to come from, you know, a background where they're going to understand how all this works and you need to be in communication. And sometimes, man, your coach is going to tell you, you know, this is not the time, like, this is not the time to implement something. If someone comes to me for a coaching consult and right off the bat says like, I want to get on steroids. It's like, okay, wh what's our start? Like, where are we? Like, that can't be the start of everything. So that can't be the answer. And I'm really quick to tell people that. And I think that you should be attentive to how your coach is even discussing PEDs because it's not something that you should just get to pick and choose at will. It needs to really be structured and um, again, centered around health. Lab work should definitely be discussed first. Yeah. And I think that this, this is a goldmine of an episode because I think it's like, the whole shift we want to see, right? We talk about like as a collective is, you know, moving the industry to where it should be or moving the industry forward. And like, we're doing that through the way that we 
treat people, we coach people, the processes we implement, the things that we discuss, the things that we communicate with people. Um, and I think that this is like the core of that conversation where we do see that industry move forward from where we found it, as far as like me and you found it, you know, cause I didn't have too far off of a, a dissimilar coaching situation out the gate with my first coach. Um, but it allows us to take that information and move the industry where we're more informed, where people are taken care of, people are actually seen as a client instead of a dollar sign. Um, and I think that that's probably one of the biggest things to kind of put out into the world. Like there are people that do do this and there are people who care about this. And if we can get more people to care about this type of stuff, then we're just going to see a shift in the industry. That's going to be such a positive. So when you, when you run a consult, like what are you for and client or what kind of questions do you suggest that people ask? Uh, well, typically I'm, I'm wanting to hear from them what they want to do. That tells me a lot about the individual themselves, right? Like, do they understand where they're at? Do they understand how long it will take them to get to their goal? You just kind of hear that short-term, long-term goal set of like, okay, this person sees themselves as here. They want to do this here and they eventually want to get here. Or, and, and is that accurate or is that not accurate for where, you know, the information that they sent me prior to the consult, you know, places them. Um, and then just communicating like, you know, if they would like my opinion, what my opinion is on that plan. And then like what my role as a coach is and like going through that with them. And then the questions to ask, like if it's not addressed within going through the coaching process are going to be, how do you communicate with me? Are we able to ask questions? Like, will you answer questions if I send questions? Um, you know, sometimes that approach to PEDs is an appropriate one, um, especially it, especially when in the console, like one of the things I talk about is the health tracking. Like how are we tracking health over time? And so like that should automatically click like, okay, there's something, you know, different about like the way he approaches this PED process. And so maybe like some more contextual information around that if it's not covered within that initial explanation. Um, and then pretty much anything that you're curious about from a psychological standpoint. So like um, for me, the psychological proclivities are gonna be typically around training and nutrition. Like, do you have a psychological proclivity for macros versus meal plan? Do you have a psychological proclivity for one training style or the other? You know, how open are they to changing and trying things? And like, how coachable are they as an individual? And that's typically, you know, once I allow them to talk and then I might ask some product questions, um, the information I'm trying to get across so that I can understand where this person is objectively, whether they can see it objectively or not where they want to go short-term and long-term and then what does that process look like in the best situation and then basically walking them through that that's great i think being open and coachable is such a good point and i have clients who will say like i'm sorry i'm the worst client ever and i'm like it really has nothing to do with whether you're on track 100 percent of the time because like something random comes up and you got thrown off and now you feel really guilty it's not that it doesn't have to do with whether or not for me, you want to step on stage. Like I like, I like coaching lifestyle clients. I think it's really important to have goals like that. And I admire people who can set a goal for themselves that doesn't have like an end date like that. But what it really comes down to is how coachable are you? If someone comes into a console and they're like, 
I want to work with a coach. So here's how I want to train. And like, I'm not really wanting to eat these 20 foods. And like, I'm probably going to be plant-based throughout this and like also intermittent fasting. And then, yeah, I'd like to just do supersets. <laughs> I'm like, why are you, what, what are you looking for in a coach? You're not looking for a coach. You're looking for someone to be like, good job, keep doing it. And that's not, that's not how the relationship works. So I think what makes a good client and you should, you know, as a client, you have the responsibility to set yourself up to be a good client is like being coachable. Once you establish the relationship with the coach and you understand, okay, this is the communication style. This is what the coach expects of me. This is what I could expect of the coach, which should all be established in that initial consult. You have to be trusting. Once you establish that trust, that needs to be established from the beginning. That's really important kind of, you know, run through that over and over throughout this. But once that trust is established, ride on that trust, like trust your coach to build the plan and then see what happens. I sometimes get frustrated by how much information I feel like floats around in my head. And that can make me feel a little bit obstinate when we make changes because I'm like, well, I feel like this. But the thing is like the trust has to override the information that I feel like I know. And sometimes you'll be surprised at what you might learn if you just let go and trust the process. Yeah. It's, 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 we're laughing, right. But it's so true. It's laughing because of how accurate that conversation is, you know? So um, I think this has been a fucking gold mine of an episode. I don't know if I really have anything else to add here. Do you? No, I think that, you know, obviously if anyone wants coaching consults, both you and I provide those. Um, and I think that that's really important to start looking into that. If you're wanting to find a coach, make sure that you are going through some of the things that we've talked about, really digging in and knowing first off what your goal is, what your expectations of a coach are, and then what your expectations for your own health management are. and then starting to look from for a coach from there again talking to athletes but then setting up a really knowing ahead of time you know here's are some of the expectations that i have and then i'm going to make sure that i'm open to hearing the expectations of the coach aligning to that process so that that console is really really valuable right from the beginning and you get all that information out right from the start i agree 100 percent, and i think that that transitions us into shameless plug time so yes <laughs> uh, so October 24th, we have our next in-person seminar um, in San Antonio, Texas at the Muscle Factory. Um, really interesting topic choices for, for this seminar. We're going to be, I'm going to be presenting on uh, managing and interpreting lab values and, and blood work. Um, John's going to be doing a little bit around like uh, management of PEDs and like doing that from like a health-based perspective while still getting the outcomes that we want to see. Um, and then we're also going to be doing some training considerations for long-term progression over time in order to build a model that allows you to progress as a bodybuilder and see your long-term potential um, and maximize that potential as well. So uh, we'll be doing that in-person work for this seminar as well. So a lot of execution-based stuff on the back end of the lectures um, and then an open gym in a badass gym facility that I love training in every time I go to visit John. So uh, make sure you guys check out those tickets. Um, clothing drop coming soon. I will leave the details out for that, but a male and a female drop coming soon. So super excited. We're getting the tester clothing this week and then be ordering that for you guys for a little bit of a fall collection drop. So stay tuned for that on both of our social media pages and 
Um, make sure that you follow all the no switch fitness coaches as far as like myself, Olivia and Alan, um, a lot of content guys coming your way. Make sure you guys check out the YouTube page. Um, a lot of great content coming there as well. Um, so really, really excited to just get this industry moving even faster in the direction that we want. So uh, until next time, thanks so much and take no off switch in the pursuit of results.